Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From coast to coast, Epic investors are doing the most. It's time for another Epic Field Report. So today on the phone, I'm joined by Mr. Tim DeLeon, our REI Ace client. Hey, Tim, how are you? Doing fine, thanks. Very good. Hey, it was brought to my attention. I noticed that uh, on Follow Through Friday that uh, you'd got uh, some big wins. So I just want to talk to you about them. You got a second? Yeah, I sure do. Perfect. So it says a couple of properties under contract this week found a buyer for one of them on day one of marketing, a couple of others in the pipeline and expecting contracts soon. So sweet. Congratulations. Thanks. You bet. Um, let's, uh, let's just kind of start from the beginning. Like uh, what was, uh, I guess you got two here. I guess we could pick your favorite one. Let's choose the one that you got the buyer for. How did you find that deal? Found that deal through uh, direct mail, direct mail, specifically probate leads. Cool. Was that a letter or was a postcard? Just a generic piece? It's a letter. Uh, we, and we do a sequence of letters and then postcards, but I think this one was uh, had responded to one of the letters. And then you found, it must have been a sweet deal. You found a buyer on day one. How did you find your buyer? We found them, I believe, actually through our buyers list. You know, we've been developing a buyers list over the years. We have about over 300 investors, local investors that are on that list. Mm-hmm. They got an email blast and responded to it. Nice and simple, right? Yep. So your planned exit strategy, I imagine, is to flip this property? Yep. Going to assign it, wholesale it. Perfect. And how much do you plan to make on this one? 8000 8000 It's a good day. Yeah, not bad. Good. What would you say is the, the biggest lesson that you've learned in this transaction? Yeah, I think just like with all of, uh, I think it's, it's a regular lesson that we're learning, which is the buyer's list is a big key. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you get it out to the right person and they're going to scoop it up quickly. Got it. So you've been doing this for a little while. You even had a little business before we even met. So you've been building your buyer's list for a long time. If you look back, what do you think has been the most effective activity that you've implemented that's built your buyer's list? I would say it's the marketing of your deals in as many ways as you can because buyers are attracted to deals. So mm-hmm. every deal that you're putting out there, you're getting you know, a bunch of new buyers responding to it that even if that's not the right deal for them, maybe the next one is. Right. Cool. So you've got a second contract as well, a couple of others in the pipeline, expecting contracts soon. So things have taken a shift. What would you owe the big shift to? I think it's just a building of momentum since we've done the Epic Ace training. Ever since then, it did take a few months. Yeah. um, But I'll tell you, like right now, my wife and I were looking at it the other day. You know, we have 10 properties under contract right now that are in various stages of closing. Now, some of them might not work out. Mm-hmm. But we've never been that busy. You know, at, at most we had maybe two at, at a time, 
but now to have 10 deals all kind of in the pipeline is something that feels pretty good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. How do you plan on celebrating? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I guess it's, you know, we're just hoping to see these, these close out. And I think the celebration will be maybe at the end of the year, if we can say it's our best year, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have a little celebration at the end of the year. Nice. It's on track to be our best year mm-hmm. uh, ever um, when it comes to the number of deals and, and so on. So we're looking forward to, to celebrating that at the end of the year. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks, Tim. I don't want to keep you any longer. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you need anything, uh, let me know. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, buddy. You too. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. All right, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. I got another great mastermind session for you today. I went through my network. I found three very special real estate investors that are absolutely crushing it in today's market, and I invited them to come on and discuss what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, what's got them excited, what's got them worried, what do they see for the future, and uh, so we're just going to go ahead and get into it. I'll let them introduce themselves. Obi, you want to begin? Yeah. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for having me on. My name is Obi Dorsey. I own Freedom Real Estate Investing uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we're starting our fifth year uh, in business and um, primarily wholesaling some uh, less and less fix and flip with the market in its current cycle, um, but we've accumulated a, a small rental portfolio that uh, we're trying to um, scale up a little bit. And uh, in a nutshell, that's who I am. and That's my business. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, Dimitri. Hey, uh, guys. I'm Dimitri Lutz and I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I've been real estate investing for now about a year, uh, almost a year. And right now I am in the West Palm Beach market only, but I do intend on going into other markets soon. Um, actually, this year I'm working on acquiring my first few rental properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing a lot of marketing. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Perfect. You're just getting started, but you've had some really good results right away. So that's why I invited you on. So thanks for being here. Tamara. Tamara Aragon. I've been a real estate investor. I'm old school, 2003, mm-hmm. uh, doing about 60 to 100 a year on uh, fix and flip and wholesale deals. Um, I also spend the other half of my life inspiring others to do the same. So I've coached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of others to do the same. I have a business uh, where I do that. And mm-hmm. um, we have a lifestyle freedom event we put on and kind of walk people through that. So, awesome. so yeah, I'm very active real estate investor slash um, helping others do the same. So perfect. Thanks for being here. What market are you in, Tamara? Uh, Stockton, California. Is uh, Stockton. you know what I I invest uh, pretty much of most of Northern California, uh-huh. and, um, and then I have a, a lot of uh, bird dogs all over the United States. But my focus is Northern California. For myself great great i think you might be our first california investor on the show in a very very long time awesome yes i know there's different dynamics all over in florida and great so let's get into it um everyone's favorite question and uh 
Tamara, I'll just let you begin since we're talking already. What's your best source of off-market deals at the moment? Um, I do direct mail. I spend quite a bit of money on direct mail. Mm -hmm. But I have a really good system around it. So it's probably more about the system because it took me a while to figure it out. Okay. Got it. Um, Can you break that down a little bit generally? Yeah. I didn't know how much you wanted me to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, everyone's listed. um, When this question comes on, everyone's on the edge of their seat and ears are wide open. So, okay. So, actually, I have to give you two really good uh, three. Okay. So, number one is direct mail, but my direct mail has a number that goes to a recording. Mm-hmm. And when they go to that recording, my system in Podio captures the phone number. Mm-hmm. So I really don't care if they leave me a message or hang up on me. Now I have their phone number. And then mm-hmm. I have people calling them back. So I have thousands of leads from uh, these direct mail pieces. I'm also very aggressive. I mean, I don't give up on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or even eight to the same person. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's all really systematic. Somebody else sends them, somebody else calls them back for me. We have uh, voicemails that go back to, you know, messages that go to their voicemail. And I don't know how, uh, how uh, techie someone is who's listening to this, mm-hmm. but um, once you get the system set up, it's amazing. Um, the results have been, um, I mean, sure you say, let's say I spent 5,000 a month, but mm-hmm. I only need how many deals to pay for that? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So if some people think, you know, as I train, I have a hundred dollars, can I try some direct mail pieces? I feel like that's a waste of money mm-hmm. because you're not going to be persistent and uh, on it. Then that's good. And then the second thing I really get a ton of my deals from honestly is other investors. And I laugh at how few people actually call me because I'm very aggressive in this market that I'm in and other investors don't call me. So now, you know, call me. I want to work with other investors. Got it. I don't mind if it's a legitimate contract to be assigned. If it's assigned, you know, wholesaler, mm-hmm. most, most people don't know how to do contracts. Right. So usually, you know, it has to be done right. But yeah, so other investors. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So thirdly, that leads me to my third one, which is bird dogs other people out there just looking for deals for me. Got it. Perfect. So let me ask you on your direct mail, you send out, you said you have a system, you got seven, eight pieces. Um, you send out the same one every time or is it something different every time? And are you sending out branded material or generic material? Um, when you say branded, does it have my logo on it? No. Yeah, like your company name. No, I actually, I'm all about, I've always been about more heart to heart. So I'm Tamara Aragon. Um, I'm just a person here and lived here all my life. Got it. Right. So it has your name on it. Yeah, it has my name on it. Got it. But when they Perfect. call it, it's more, more business-like. But yeah, and it's different pieces. Some some are, um, they have a picture of the house on the outside and some mm-hmm. are a postcard. I just try different things. And it also depends on if it's the type of lead. So I should probably tell you that I'm sending two inherited leads um, successfully. Uh, I'd say right now, my number one uh, callbacks are people who have owned their houses a while that have equity. So tired landlords, maybe you call them, but right now it's peak of the market and everybody's thinking, oh, I got to sell my house. This is the time. So I'm getting a lot of calls from people like that. Those are my two probably most active lists. Awesome. Over foreclosures, over, you know, all the rest that I do send to. Mm -hmm. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. It's funny that you said about the other investors, that so many people are concerned about other investors being competition. And we get probably at least half our deals from those investor relationships, right? So uh, network with other investors. I think there's more to gain than there is to lose. Um, in bird dogs, perfect. Thanks, uh, Dimitri. How are you? Okay, let's talk about it. I, I saw you post a, a check or two. I saw you taking a tour through a, a house that you're fixing up. 
So you're obviously out there in the trenches doing deals. How are you finding yours? So I do a lot of direct mail marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my budget is big as Tamara's, but um, I'm definitely sending out um, about uh, 15000 um, to 20000 a month in direct mail. Um, and I'm also getting a lot of my leads from referrals from other people who just know what I'm doing actively uh, in the community uh, where I'm from, West Palm Beach. For a long time, I was making myself known by personal training. I had a business in personal training for five years. So people has always known me to kind of go out there and create things and uh, as, as known as this entrepreneur kind of guy. So whenever I put some things out there, people quickly respond to me. And so I've been very fortunate to get a lot of business from referrals and um, things like that too. So awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, so people business, right? You know, everything you buy or sell is going to be from or to another person. Every referral is going to come from another person. So good. Uh, Obi. What's the source of your, your most, uh, the best source of your off-market deals at the moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, not, to, not to be an echo chamber, but I'd have to agree. You know, the, the vast majority of our deals, the more consistent uh, of our deals come from direct mail. And um, you know, we've, we've also scaled that up to a, a, a pretty high uh, piece count and uh, dollar amount. Um, and, and we're seeing some great results from it. Second to that would be um, networking at other investors uh, slash agents. So I don't know that I really have those kind of like broken out into um, there might be a little bit of overlap there, but uh, just the people side of the business. And then um, distant behind that would be um, like AdWords or pay-per-click of some sort. Okay. Very good. So you got, you got quite a few lines in the water when it comes to your marketing. Yeah. Um, I would say that like direct mail, it tends to be, um, like we're doing a little bit more analysis on this in our business and we're finding that like the direct mail, it takes, it's either like one call, one close, like very that day or the next day, it's a very quick succession or it's after, you know, eight or nine or 10 touches over the course of a couple months, maybe like we closed one, uh, last month that was, uh, it took up 13 months from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just took a really, really, really long time. Uh, of staying in front of that person to get it uh, to get it locked up and over the line, and mm-hmm. I, I would say that like our pay per click, it tends to be more um, like a, a, a lot shorter uh, period of time. It's those are more like we're getting those uh, within a, a day or two of, of getting that lead. So it seems right. like it's dif- definitely a different uh, different feel on the right. on the lead and on the deal. Very good. Yeah, like one um, in one scenario. You're, you're fishing for people. Another scenario, they're, I guess, indirectly fishing for you, right? 100%, yep. Totally. So you said something about your direct mail. You've scaled it up recently. Um, what has happened, say, how is your direct mail today different than it was, say, a year ago? Uh, so our response rate has gone down. Mm-hmm. And everybody that we're interacting with has got multiple um, multiple postcards and, and are, you know, talking with more than one investor. Mm-hmm. So you scaled up just to, to so volume, a volume play has been your, your adjustment to that then? Yeah, that, well, yes, for me and my own personal business, like we've scaled up the, um, the more traditional, you know, absentee owners or high equity. Um, and then we're trying to delve, we're trying to add more and more and more niche lists to our repertoire. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, that's, that's how we've, that's kind of the evolution of our business and how we've reacted to it at the same time. Got it. Cool. Um, Tamara, what, uh, what trend are you seeing in your business or, or maybe even the market that has you concerned or maybe excited and how is it changing the way you're operating? Well, I see a trend, obviously we're at the peak of, of a market, I believe. Um, and that's known, but I'm also seeing a decline in sales and I'm in California and I don't know why the news isn't talking about it. Too busy talking about sex sandals or whatever else is going on. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the market's changing. Um, but I, this will be my third, uh, adjustment. We'll call it the last one was a crash, but the one before was an adjustment and I'm hoping this one's an adjustment and, mm-hmm. uh, I never get concerned. You just, um, stay ahead of the game and uh, be aware of what's going on when you buy because it's all about the exit strategy when you purchase right so um i always buy um with a significant amount of equity uh preferably um i won't yeah i have my own percentages in mind that i won't i won't cross the line on and i am watching uh, i do go down to the court steps and i see what other investors are doing and they're not being smart so we'll, we'll be seeing them at the foreclosure court steps, you know, with their houses <laughs> in foreclosure in about, you know, who knows how long, because they're just buying too, they're paying too much. Got it. So, so uh, you stick to your line, stick to your numbers. And that's uh, because right now is a time where you're going to feel a lot of pressure. Like uh, Obi just said, you know, there's a lot of investors coming in thinking this is it, you know, this is about the time when all the newbies think this is the time they're supposed to be getting in. And really this isn't the time unless you have cash. Mm-hmm. and you're ready for that adjustment to buy, which I'm excited for. So either way, it doesn't matter to me. You just buy according to the market. Got it. Got it. Okay, so you, you're feeling we're at a peak, which makes sense if historically if we look back. We're probably a little bit overdue for that adjustment. Um, you're seeing less sales, and the way you are adjusting the way you do business is just being a little bit more careful on the purchase. A little more careful on the pushes, and also I always buy for for cash flow in my back of my mind. And if it, in in case of a fallout and maybe it's not a good time to sell, um, I always think cash flow in my mind when I buy, even if I'm buying to flip. For sure. So you've got the cash flow as your backup exit strategy, basically. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. So Dimitri, um, what do you see happening in your business? Anything differently than what Tamara shared, or you got something? You see some new developing trends, and how is that changing the way you're operating? I see that a lot of um, a lot of people are doing direct mail right here in my market. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, so one thing I'm doing differently is uh, I started a team of cold callers. Mm-hmm. So I have to do some cold calling for me and I, um, I changed the criteria of the, of the way I'm sending out the direct mail marketing. Um, as far as, far as what I'm looking for, um, I used to go for a lot of unknown equity. Um, but now I'm doing a lot of absentee owner and we've been getting a lot of, um, good, um, deals from that as well surprisingly um and i'm also going off the probate deals i'm doing some uh, pre-probate deals um pre-foreclosure deals from the um list i'm sending out so i with me i'm still getting like um an eye to really understand the adjusting of the market and i'm kind of just listening to the guys like you watching people like Tamara and listening to guys like Obi, and you know just kind of learning from you guys as far as what i should be looking for as the market continue to turn but i, mm-hmm. I can say that um you know, I'm pretty good at adjusting. Um, so I just, I'm just hoping I make 
the best choices going forward and I'll be able to um, just be okay whenever things happen. Um, I do have some good mentors in my corner that I'm listening to. So I do pay attention. But as far as my opinion of the market, I- I'm still developing an eye for the market, to be honest. Um, I just really know how to go out and hustle um, and change my flow of how I'm sending out my direct mail. I have a few on I have a few websites through Carrot. I just started paper clicking. Um so I got different things I'm trying that's working. So I'm just hoping I stay afloat and, and just stay ahead of what's going on. Got it. No good. Now, and I actually appreciate this this different perspective and it's one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on is um a lot of those mentors are mutual friends of mine. So I, I did a little researching about you before. So a lot of people like you, a lot of people have good things to say about you. They can tell you're out there hustling, you're doing your thing. Um but I wanted to kind of have a perspective of someone that's kind of new into the market and then someone like uh, maybe Tamara who's been through a cycle or two and has been doing this for a while. So she kind of knows what's coming. She knows how to react. And then someone that's out there, you know, taking advantage of everything the op- market offers right now, um, you know, what's going to be there for you or what is your perspective on it? So thanks for sharing that. Well, that deal you spoke of earlier, 35K, that actually came from driving for dollars. I do that every Saturday. Uh, I'm still out there driving on Saturdays. Every Saturday I go driving. So that particular deal came from where um, it was a, a house on a, a huge lot. I saw a guy outside. I go and talk to everybody too. I don't. I, I really don't care about talking to people. I love talking to people. I have a relationship everywhere. So I followed up with that guy about seven weeks. And when I finally went back over to the house, his wife had passed. So right at that moment, he was like, man, I just may need to sell the house. So I was able to add so much value to him, able to help him out. With the situation, it really made me feel good. And I mean, we closed fast. I helped him move up to where he was going up north. And that was that. Um, but I get a lot of my deals from driving for dollars, man, on Saturdays. Like, so it's that, that's still, that's still golden because those deals are untouched in those places. People aren't really sending mail to, they're not even really getting mail, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I mean, driving for dollars has been a thing since real estate investing has been a thing. Right. And uh, it's it's funny how so many people are looking for the, the shiny silver bullet way of, of snagging a deal out there and the good old fashioned, you know, just effort and hustle. It works, right? You're out there talking to the people. That's kind of been a recurring theme already in this episode. That's a people business. You said that you'd started a team of cold callers. Explain to me what that looks like. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Uh, real quick. I'm sorry, but I'm excited to talk about uh, cold calling too, but I'm really interested in, in your take on the market. Now, I'm not saying you're old, but but you've been around a little while as well. Like I'd be interested in your take on it. Sure. Um, yeah, I went through the, uh, the last crash. I got in, into investing around 2005, 2006. And um, so I was there, but I've always been a buy and hold investor and wholesaling. And when I was doing wholesaling, I didn't even, I just, it was like, I'm going to sell the contract. I didn't even know what wholesaling was at the time. But every, every property that came my way that I found, my intent was to hold it. And then if it turned out to be something I didn't want to hold, then I'd just, you know, flip the contract to somebody else, right? So because of that, I made it through that crash. You know, there's some uncomfortable moments, but I pretty much came out on the other end with everything that I had going into the crash, right? There was some adjustments I had to make, but, um, but because I was a cash flow investor, it didn't really adjust or affect me that much. So going into the market, I mean, I agree kind of with what everyone is saying is that, you know, historically, we're about two years overdue for that adjustment. But I think that's all it's going to be is an adjustment. You know, if we look back in 2007, six or seven, when that was all, when all that stuff behind the scenes was going down, 
that was really kind of something that has never happened before, right? That particular reason. And so, and that was, we're all really clear on what happens on the secondary market now. But at the time, no one had that type of knowledge on the secondary market. We had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And I think if there's going to be a crash this time, um, it's going to be another thing like that, something going on that we're all just oblivious to. Because it, it's not going to be the same thing, that's for sure, that causes it. Because I think this last decade, because of the lending guidelines, um, I think banks have written the most solid book of business they probably ever have in their life. And I don't think there's any chance of their existing notes and that existing market crashing, right? So if, it, if something drastic does happen and there is a bubble that pops, it's going to be for something brand new that we're all going to learn about of what, what's the new thing that can happen behind the scenes. So right now, I don't know. I just, I, I protect myself by buying for cash flow. So I don't know. Tamara, do you, do you concur? I concur. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just exactly. I, I just watched Catch Me If You Can, and I was like, do you concur? Yes, I concur. All right. Um, yeah. There's another good thing. I've said this before, and I'll just kind of share it because it, it seems like a good segue. Um, love him or hate him, we've got Donald Trump as president, right? And he's the business guy. He's the financial guy. And I heard a very interesting perspective on that, saying that if we're going to have a crash, uh, it's not going to happen on his watch. He's not going to allow that. Now, he might leverage the future of our entire country in existence so it doesn't happen on his watch. But with that said, um, someone just made a good point that, you know, as long as he, for the next two years, till there's a reelection, we're probably okay and still get as much as you can as long as you're buying for buy and hold. I thought that was a good angle on it. All right. Great. Um, Dimitri, tell me about your cold calling team. I have a team of about three people um, and hopefully we you know, get more soon. Are they local or virtual? They're local. Oh, local, okay. Right. These are people that you know, like, in your area? They okay. Actually, they actually do it from home. They um, do it from home, okay. How did you find them? Did you already know them, or did you hire them? Well, it's, um, it's funny, because I've had a lot of people that come up to me after they've seen a lot of posts on Facebook. Um, a lot of strangers that I don't know, they come up to me in public, and they say, man, I mean, even some of the people I've known all my life, they ask me, what am I doing? How did I get involved? Um, so a lot of people just kind of was curious, you know, um, mm -hmm. two of them. Exactly. One guy I met from New York, uh, he, uh, he was here. He was, um, he's a salesman at a car lot. So, um, that's where I got him from, but I got these guys from different places, but the, the, most of them came from sales jobs. Um, okay. so I have them using Mojo dollar at home. Uh, they're all logged in. I, I give them their own list, uh, certain list. And that same list, I also send mail to, and I'm starting to do RVMs too. So mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to create a system like Tamara was talking about earlier. You know, for a long time since I've been in real estate, I looked at it as a product. And I'm sorry, I've looked at it as, you know, a, a product, as, as as real estate. Like I looked at it as that. But now I'm starting to look at it as a system. So because I noticed that it's just a way to, to, to do other things. So as I continue to build a system, I'm starting to line things up like um, cold calling, RVMs, and mail to try to reach out to people on three different you know avenues to try to steal right. the sellers. So that's really what we've been doing right now. Um, Got it. Going well. You know, I'm just following the TTP program and, and kind of coaching them through that as well. Very good. So are you calling this, you're calling the same list that you're mailing to? Yes. 
I mean, unless I have a life of six months. So okay. um, I, I try to continuously go on that cycle for um, that amount of time. Okay. And what is your approach? What are your cold callers saying? Um, well, so yeah, we say a lot of different things. I've been kind of uh, testing a few different things. Um, one of the things I do call up and say, uh, hi, how you doing? I'm not even sure if I have the right number, but I'm calling because I was in this neighborhood. I bought a house re- recently and I'm looking to buy more. I just sold the house I had. And I got a pocket full of cash. Um, are you interested in selling? And mm-hmm. I have, that's one thing I say. And I also say, Hey, I'm looking for uh, Sarah. Sarah, would you consider selling your property? And we, and she say, yeah, we have something we say. If she say, no, we have something we say, but um, I'm kind of still finding out what's the best thing to say. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I haven't really, you know, got, it down just yet, but I know if I keep digging, I'll find something. Very good. Awesome. Tamara, what, speaking of systems and you have been very systemized, what system or technology have you implemented in the last 12 months that's had the biggest impact on your business and how so? I've really maximized Podio for my, mm-hmm. for my uh, business completely. Um, so everybody that calls me back, whether I go out or whether a call comes in, it comes in there. Uh, everybody that I have calling for me uses Podio and all the comments go in there. All the text messages go out from there. All the uh, back-end voicemail messages I send go out from there. So just basically putting it all in one system. I mean, I, I'm pretty much out of it. I, I step in on doing probably, D- Dimitri, maybe you could relate. I love closing deals. So if I'm if it's in my area and I get to take that appointment, I'm going because I'm good at that part of the job and I enjoy doing that. So up until that point, I'm kind of not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm the closer in contracts. Super. The, the most uh, valuable uses of your time. You right? And I love it. Automated organization through your CRM. Say again, I'm sorry. I do what I love. And then also, you know, I, I like to travel. Uh, I do a lot of things that take me away. And like I was in mm-hmm. for three months at a time and I, I closed deals the entire time there. So I still have people that I can, that, you know, they may not have closed as many deals as I think I would have, but it's <laughs> so good to have your uh, backup so you can have that freedom that we know sure. so hard to achieve. Right. And guys, Obi, same question. What system or tech, I'm sorry, Dimitri, what? I just want to say, just so you, all you three of you guys know, I'm honored to be here, you know, with all you seasoned veterans. And oh, so, you know, Oh. I love you, Dimitri. I've never met you, but I I wish all my students were like you. I wish all my people that I've been able to work with were like you. Yeah, love your attitude. You're going to be huge. I'm going to be like bound down to you. Appreciate those those kind of words, viewers. I mean, it, it really is uh, an an honor to be here with you guys. I mean, because I'm over here. You know, if you saw me moving, I was over here taking notes already. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So like, it's it's really good to be you know talking to you guys. And I'm I'm just gonna tell you guys where I am. Like I'm not here front or to play. Like I'm a, like I'm you know like I'm killing. Like I'm doing this. I'm just like really really learning as I go and feeling for. And there's a lot of things I mess up on every day. But it's just like I have a relentless spirit. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm a God fearing man. Yeah. I have sons and I'm raising to be man. So it's important to me that I learn how to be one and handle myself as one. So I mean that's just my that's just how I'm rolling right now. You know. Yep, it's obvious. Good, Obi. Same question. What system or technology have you implemented in the last 12 months and that's had the biggest impact on your business and how so? That's a really great question. And I would say, you know, we've, we've implemented um, some cold calling in Podio. We've done some deals with it, but I, I really wouldn't say it's like a, a technology as much, or maybe it is actually, it's more just like 
I think the, the riches are in the niches. I've heard that saying, and it's proved out to be the truth for us. Um, you know, I think data is crucial. So I think the, the better data you can get, uh, the better information you can get, the quicker you can get it, um, the more impactful that it is. And so that's, that's um, kind of a recent revelation to me. Um, but it's, uh, I, I think that's crystallized in my mind and that uh, the, the quicker we can get, um, you know, those niche lists and get that information, get that contact information, the better off that we are. Right. What's your, what's your favorite source of data right now? Do you have a few? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, we're using uh, Audantics, uh, this Chris Richter. Richter oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got the ability to uh, pin phone numbers from that. So it's a, a, a large amount of what I consider to be good data um, easily obtained. So that's mm -hmm. for us. And then, um, you know, uh, Foreclosures Daily is a, a source that we're getting some of our data from, and it's got a data feed of, a, uh, you know, free foreclosures, um, inheritance, pre-foreclosures, pre-probates, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, and then just any of the you know tax delinquent, you know all the typical lists, but it's it's getting them quicker and then putting them into practice quicker, putting them in right. faster. How are you getting them quicker? I mean, they they feed on a weekly level, so okay. you know, weekly data is pretty good, right? So like you get okay. you get it one week and put it into put mail in the mail or or make calls the that week or the following week. That's it's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. uh, so frequent updates to your list is what you're doing. Yes. Perfect. I like it. Yeah, and to Dimitri's point, I don't want to. I don't want to act like I've, I'm fronting and I've got it all figured out because I don't. Like we're just. This None is, of us do. <laughs> this is something that that has just recently kind of come to my attention, and so we're trying to we're trying to you know put it into practice and proof it all the way out. Good. It's all you can do is practice and collect the feedback and make the adjustments and continue to move forward. Let's see. I got a list of questions. What's a good one to ask next? Uh, Tamara, what's the biggest win you've had in the last 12 months and what'd you learn from it? Oh, big win. I'll say money-wise. I'll just say that. Um, I don't know what I learned from it. Let me think. So I bought a house that nobody wanted. I, okay, so here's one. Um, I work with a lot of investors that buy a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, probably more than I do, even some of them. And I get a lot of deals, and I might say to them, you know, hey, are you interested? And I mean, if I can wholesale it and make a pretty significant amount of money wholesaling, like I made $30,000 this week on a wholesale deal. Mm -hmm. So when you're putting that kind of direct mail out there, and there's all these investors hungry for deals, the irony of it is prices are dropping, but investors still aren't finding enough houses you know, at a discount. Right. So um, pretty good money there. But so I found uh, two times this has happened just recently and um, found a house. It was uh, really bad, but I have, I, I guess I, I feel like I, I have a really good vision of what it could be. Um, but when I showed pictures, <laughs> it was bad. It was like literally looked like it should have been torn down. Um, but I knew that it wasn't going to be torn down because I already had somebody crawl it, look at the roof and look at the foundation. As long as it's not going to be torn down, it was a good deal. Anyway, I just ended up making about a hundred thousand on a house I bought for 125,000 and just closed on it two days ago. So that's probably my biggest single deal this year. So what was um, the big lesson there? The lesson is don't listen to the naysayers. Use mm. your own professional judgment from your contractors, from your, you know, if you're working with realtors on comps or however you're getting comps, 
you know, look at the numbers. Um, don't get emotional. That's, I guess the bottom line is I find a lot of people get emotional, get pressured to raise their price, get pressured and scared of rehab or whatever. But uh, I mean, even people have been doing it for years, looked at this and said, I wouldn't buy that from you couldn't give that thing away. And I'm like, well, I'm buying it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and that's happened actually more than once in the last couple of years where so I guess just, I guess my advice or the lesson to myself and to, to share would be just to use professionals to verify the truth about a property mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, take action. Don't, don't let the naysayers talk you out of stuff. Very good. I love the lesson. Don't, and we could have stopped the show right there. Don't listen to the naysayers. That would help put everybody out right there immediately, right? Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, no room for emotion, just the facts, right? Just invest with the math, not the emotion software I call the bottom line is the bottom line. And that is my philosophy. I mean, I am emotional when I'm talking to the sellers, because obviously I deal with a lot of distraught situations. But when it comes to the number, no emotion at all. None. Very good. Obi, what's the your biggest win in the last 12 months? And what did you find most valuable about? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a great question. Uh, and I had, I had all the time that that uh, Tamara said uh, to kind of come up with my answer. And I still don't have a good one. Um, you know, I think I might just piggyback off of what you said, the bottom line's the bottom line, but I would, I would shift it just a tad and say, like, know your numbers and, and make decisions on your numbers. So what I mean by that is simply, uh, this is, you know, this is year, we're going into year five for us as a business. And I finally have good metrics. I finally have good, uh, I have good KPIs, uh, key performance indicators. So I know, um, I know what my direct response uh, is. I know how many um, people we're talking to on a daily basis. I know how many appointments we're going on. I know what our close ratio is. I know uh, what our average spread is on a, um, uh, you know, I know what my average cost per deal is. And it wasn't until this year that I actually had that information. So I could, I could really use it as a, uh, you know, gauges on a business to, oh, okay, I, this, this piece is broken. I can fix it because now I know that this piece is broken. And before that, I, I was fine by the seat of my pants. We were doing, we were doing good, but how much better could we have done if we actually were put in attention where it needed to be uh, as opposed to just kind of reactionary. So, Got it. so the lesson, know your KPIs and what you have found most valuable about that is it allows you to troubleshoot on yeah. what actually needs your attention, right? Plan as opposed to react. Um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and you know, the other thing too is like, don't, don't be so caught up with comparing your numbers uh, to somebody else's numbers. You know, we all fall in the trap. At least I know I personally do of, of, um, of comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, comparison's a thief of all joy. <laughs> you know, you see a lot of stuff on social media and, and just anywhere and everywhere you look. But at the end of the day, it's, whatever is being shown is not necessarily the truth and you're not competing against that other person. Anyway, you're, you're running your own race. The only hope that you can really do is compete against the guy you're seeing in the mirror and do better than you did yesterday. And the only way you'll do that is by knowing, knowing your facts, knowing your numbers. Fantastic. Well put. Dimitri, we got a few deals just recently. Um, which one was your favorite and why? Uh, so, um, yeah, I just closed like another deal the other day. Um, but I guess the favorite one, I guess I don't have a favorite one, but I got a lesson. Yeah, I got the lesson. 
and, and, and I tell you, and this, I guess the last will explain why none of it is my favorite. Um, one of the things I'm really learning is just to take the necessary steps every day and do what you got to do. And, you know, I look at life as like a marathon, right? Um, one thing about a marathon, you got to pace yourself throughout the run. You know, you can't run, you know, your fastest and expect to make it to the finish line. And you can't get overwhelmed by how far you got to go. You might not make it to the finish line. And that's what I was doing in business, uh, you know, starting out. I used to always look ahead and say, man, I got to do so much. I used to, you know, compare my little success to other people's huge success who's been doing it for so many years. And the one thing I found was, one, I was getting caught up in too many things that did not make money. I was in my CRM too much. I was not in front of sellers too much. I just found a lot of things that took away a lot of energy. So one of the biggest things I've learned that really got me making some major breakthroughs is doing the necessary little things every day, not watching the clock, not looking at the scoreboard, not even worried about the checks, waking up every day like I have no deals, not worried about what's on the pipeline, starting every day at ground zero and just doing what I got to do every day, taking it all in. And before I knew it, deals just closing back to back. So that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Um, I don't look at checks you know, for me right now as like a favorite check because I feel like all of them will be good. All of them going to give me different um, emotions and different feelings. And as long as I do every day, it'll come. So I really just like try um, to not get overwhelmed and just got to do what I got to do. And it's probably because coming from where I come from, it's like I had to change my mindset. You know, one thing about prosperity, it can't come when you're not living in an abundance mindset. And the biggest thing for me that I've been working on lately is my mindset and having that abundance mentality and coming from where I come from, we're not, we just don't have that, you know, um, you know, living out of scarcity, you know, living out of fear, you know, that stops a lot of things in your life. So I've had a lot of breakthroughs by changing my mindset and really just kind of um, doing everything every day, taking the small steps and putting in those efforts. You know, Dimitri, something you just said that I was going to say something then you just caught me something with something new there right at the end. Uh, a lot of those, when we talk about mindset, some, a lot of stuff that you just said, people will use that, those things as excuses. Like they were never raised like that. They were never taught like that. They didn't come from that environment where that was a value. And they'll use that as an excuse to justify their lack of results or they'll use it as an excuse to not even get started. Um, and I know that there's a lot of those people out there and I know a lot of them are listening and you've been able to change your mindset and the, the lesson that you had here is start every day at zero, do the necessary little things that each and every day and the deals are going to come. I think that's one of the more valuable things that has ever been said on this show. Um, what would you tell to somebody like that, that may have had, um, similar experiences and what you just described? Um, well, what I would say is it doesn't matter where you come from or what circumstance you're in. Don't do that. I, I don't want anyone that's listening right now to ever make a, a, a permanent decision for a temporary situation. Like I don't want anyone to make a permanent decision that's in a temporary circumstance or a, t a temporary position because things are going to change if you change, but things won't change if you don't change. Um, I know people that have come from a lot of different places, me being one of them, but I always notice that the person who allows themselves to be held back is mostly holding themselves back. It's not the circumstance. It's not the environment. It's the way they looking at it. It's the way they thinking about it. And they, um, you have to, one analogy I like to use a lot is 
a plant never has a, a problem growing around weeds. It's still growth. So I think that if you just kind of dig deep in yourself and wake up every day and do what you're able to do and just change the way you're thinking and not expect something differently from the way you've been thinking, you'll be okay. But it starts with you. Well said. Oli, what's in your future that you're most excited about and why? I'm excited to finish out the year strong and I'm excited about some of the tweaks and modifications we're making to the business. So finally built it to a point that like it's a legitimate business operating without my full involvement. Mm -hmm. So now it's just tweaking some of those uh, and some of that's just sheer brute force. And now I feel that, that we've got some of the systems and some of the analytics to, to turn the dials a little bit and really, um, you know, one plus one equals three, right? Like right. some some of those little tweaks really start to have massive uh, massive dividends when we start making them. Sure. Yeah, fourth quarter, my favorite quarter. It's always our best quarter. So this is not the time to slow down if the people are checking out for the holidays. Uh, Obi, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I mean, just find me on Facebook and and message me. Uh, it's a super super easy name. There's only only one of me, unless there's a couple of imposters out there. But <laughs> and Obi, that's O B I. Is how he spells his first name. Yep. My last name is Dorsey. Yep. D O R S E Y. Love to uh, anybody reach out. Love to do some deals together. Perfect. Thank you, Tamara. What's in your future that you're most excited about, and why? Well, what I've, uh, first I wanted to say, Dimitri, that I found in working with uh, so many people, and um, maybe Matt, you can agree, uh, is everybody's come from something. I mean, whether, you know, I, I can tell you I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth and uh, started with zero or negative zero, actually. And um, so it's important to, I, I just want to concur with everything you said. Mm -hmm. I think that it, and so from that, what's, what's come for me is that um, I love and have a passion for uh, really truthfully. And I, even I have I've had this on the bottom of my website, even one of my very first deals had a little cross at the bottom of my letter that the guy held on to. And I said, I'm praying for you. It's just providing hope and a future for others. Mm -hmm. And um I think that the reason why I found some success is in this business is because of that care with the people I'm buying houses from, with the investors I work with, with the realtors I work with, with the title company. Is, um, is, so I've started uh, converting not just with working with real estate investors, but with people who have a passion to get out to the world, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, about five years ago, I had my first, um, it's called Seven Days to Freedom. And so what you asked me what I'm really excited about is we are now, uh, I'm talking to people about joining me for my next Seven Days to Freedom event. Um, that this time it's going to be in the Bahamas. Um, but what we do is we spend the entire week helping people come in to who they are as a person and how they can apply that to this passion that they have in uh, not only on the inside, but physically. And then they go home with literally a business plan um, that allows them to take their passions to profits in their life, whatever their life looks like. And we have a blast doing it. So I'm most excited about this newfound way of being able to continue to work with real estate investors where I have this huge amount of experience and, um, you know, kind of convert it to my coaching you to profits business um, because I love uplifting and, and helping sure. others fulfill their dreams. And so, yeah, that's it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. One thing you start off with and just kind of tag on what Dimitri had said was, um, I don't know, I'm on Instagram, probably like everybody else. And I follow a few of the, the, the people that have the, the memes all the time. And, and there was one that just said the other day, which kind of 
summarizes what we've been talking about is that excuses will be the result of your failure, failure far more times than your circumstances. And I just think that was so compelling. Um, it's great. Tamara, people wanted to get in contact with you, find more about what you've got going on with your seven days to freedom and other programs. What would be the best way for them to do that? Um, seven days to freedom event.com is a free webinar. Um, for real estate, I have a website, REI state investors. What's that sound for? So REI posse P O S S E. Like if you want to be a part of my REI posse.com, uh, go there, sign up. And I have about 30 emails that you'll get that gives you a lot of good steps to move forward in your business. And that's free. So, um, that, those are probably two ways to connect. Um, there's contact pages on both of those. Of course, I have Tamara buys houses. Uh, always have those things out there. You know, gotta, gotta have that. <laughs> I got 300 domain names too. <laughs> That's awesome. Really glad you're here. Thank you. Dimitri, bring us home. What's in your future that you're most excited about and why? I'm most excited about the person I'm becoming because I just never thought I would be where I'm at right now in, in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and to see... I'm reaching out to so many different people and so many people reaching out to me and I'm it's like, I, I just have a passion for adding value, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm just excited about things I'm learning in real estate, the people I'm surrounding myself around. And the most thing I'm, the most thing I'm excited about more than anything is showing people that it doesn't matter where you come from, man. You can be anything, you can accomplish anything. And, and um, you know, just, 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 um, I read this saying that said, uh, People fail not because they aim high and miss, but it's because they aim low and hit. So if I could leave anybody with anything, I just want everybody to have big expectations and expect your life to be, you know, great, man, and what you make it. So I'm just excited about life, man. I'm just excited about everything, to be honest. You know, just I'm just excited, man. Great, great. Yeah, it reminds that uh, what the whole book of good is the enemy of great, right? Right, right. Super. So. Dimitri, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, I'm on Facebook as Dimitri Hudson, and I'm also Dimitri on Hudson as Your Fit Investor. Um, your Fit Investor, um, because yeah, I love working out, and I just like fitness and finances and all that good stuff. So, if you reach out to me, um, I'm happy to help anybody with anything I can, and you know, I'll be happy to hear from you guys. Perfect. Thanks for being here. And thanks to all of you. Thanks for participating on this episode of Mastermind Monday. And I think this is going to be a recurring theme. The feedback on these Mastermind sessions have been really strong. So uh, I hope you all would be open to coming back. Absolutely. Awesome. Listen, Great, guys. It's been a pleasure. I told everybody before you go, Matt. Yeah, go. Start listening to your podcast, man. That's why I started it. You know, when I first got into investing. This was the first podcast after real estate investing that I started listening to. So, bro, I got to thank you because you helped me a lot. You didn't even know it. All right? Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, boy, that got me all tongue-tied now. <laughs> thanks again, guys. So, if you'd like to do deals, if you'd like to build wealth, stay tuned right here each and every week. We give it away for free. If you'd like to go fast, go to reiace.com. I'll see you next week. God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.